Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. All right, even as the pandemic is closing down, we are all a lot more conscious of stuff that we touch when we're outside our homes. I know I am. It's like door handles, oh, shopping carts, uh, locks. I mean, suddenly we see like germs everywhere. Well, thanks to some new technology I had to tell you about, we won't have to press elevator buttons anymore. That's right. There's this company called Kinetic Touchless, and they have come up with motion gesturing technology that can, they say, can mimic the movement of one's fingers and then recreate that tactile response that you might get of just like pushing a button on the elevator. So what you have to do is just hold your finger in front of the elevator button and that's it. I mean, it's wonderful. I mean, the first time you use it, let me tell you, it's going to be an uplifting experience. And the second time, well, it's going to be a complete letdown. Yes. Okay, we start on that happy note. After all, it's America's largest show about all things digital, most trusted. It's called The Kim Commando Show because, after all, I'm America's beloved digital goddess here with you once again. And you can find our show on over 425 top stations from coast to coast. And we're streaming in your favorite radio app. And, of course, you can find us as streaming as a podcast, as a webcast, 24-7, whenever you want, all three hours over at GetKim.com. And a special shout-out goes to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women in 175 countries and over 200 ships at sea. Get the Kim Commando Show. And I'm sure you have at least a few questions about something digital I can lend a hand to. I mean, if you can Google the answer and step-by-step, you probably should do that. But when it comes time for trusted tech advice, well, that's when you call our T-Mobile Unlimited Listener line at one 825 right. right, let's get started with five things that you need to know about tech. It's happening right now, and in just a few days, AT&T is going to be the first of the big three cellular carriers to absolutely just shut down, close it, their entire 3G network. In July, and again at the end of the year, T-Mobile and Verizon will follow. So... 3G's dead. It's gone. So you might be sitting there saying, huh, so what? I've got a 4G phone and I've got a 5G phone. I don't even care about 3G anymore. Um, it's really not about phones. These cellular connections for cars made before 2016 are actually going to disappear. And so not only most cars five years old or lose OnStar and similar services like remote unlocking, remote start, all 3G-based home and business security systems will lose contact with that central monitoring station. So most cars built in the last five years aren't going to be affected. And if you're not sure, just call your dealer. But if your car is 3G, I want you to ask them if there's an upgrade program. If not, you can contact the car's 3G carrier. So a lot of times for a fee, you can provide this modem-type module that's going to plug into the car. Uh, Some Buick, Cadillac, and Chevy vehicles have 4G software upgrades available. Honda, listen up because you get a free software update, but you have to act over the next few days. Now, other vehicles, ones made by Chrysler, Dodge, Hyundai, Jeep, Lexus, Nissan, Ram, and Toyota, they are going to lose their 3G features permanently. So the key takeaway message here is don't wait, okay? Call your dealer today. Uh, Number two, let's talk about some Apple AirTags. I mean, ever since they hit the market almost a year ago, we've talked a lot about it here on the Kim Commando Show and on the website about how useful these trackers are about keeping track of your purse, your keys, remote controls. I even have one on my Golden Retriever Abbey. 
But there's a darker side because there's been a lot of reports about air tags being used to track people. And finally, one person has been arrested in a stalking case thanks to the new air tags having a safety feature. So let me tell you the story. Over in Apollo, Pennsylvania, if you don't know where that is, I actually had to look it up myself. It's a really small town outside of Pittsburgh. A woman got an iPhone notification that an unknown air tag was near her and it was tracking her location. Now, Knowing she didn't have an air tag, she's looking all around, and guess where she finds it? In her car's trailer hitch. So she called police. Now, Apple recently said they've started sharing information with law enforcement when crimes occur. So officers soon figured out who owned the air tag, and it was someone the woman knew. As a matter of fact, how frightening is this? She had an existing protection from abuse order against this guy. But here's the crazy part of the story, too. So the cops go over and they confront him. And the state trooper says, hey, let me, you know, show me your iPhone. Open your iPhone. And the guy's like, oh, sure, I'll open my iPhone. He unlocks it, go to settings, and then he immediately deletes the AirTag right in front of the state trooper. So he was arrested. Now he's facing charges for stalking and that whole violation of the protection from abuse order. Um, In case you're concerned about AirTags, we have so much information about it over at commando.com, including, you know, what to do if you have an AirTag. Uh, how you can see it on your phone, what are these alerts, what are the sounds. Um, in addition to that, if you have an Android, which is a whole other story, how you can also track those air tags. It's not that easy. Uh, number three, it might not be your boss asking for money. I'm sure you've heard about what's called these business email compromise scams, or BECs for short, BECs. Um, it's when a scammer hijacks a really top executive's email and then uses it to trick other people on the team and the staff to send money to, of course, scammers. So the FBI comes out this past week and they say, oh my gosh, we're seeing a total increase in these BEC complaints. But now they're taking it up a notch, and this is why I want to tell you about it, because they're using video conferencing platforms like Zoom now. So here's what happens. The scammers find a way to break into the email account of a company's CEO or CFO. Okay, then an employee gets an email with an invite to the video meeting. And when they join the call, They don't see the boss's face, but it sounds almost like the boss because they're using uh, technology to impersonate the boss, like deep fake audio. And so you're sitting there, you're talking to the boss, and it sounds like him, and he says, listen, I need you to wire this money and do this and do this. Uh, The takeaway here is, especially if you're a higher up at a company, make sure that your email account is protected, two-factor authentication is enabled. And for those of you who are employees and you get these urgent messages from a boss, Look for clues, check the wording, and be sure to verify any links. And be especially cautious from emails from, say, the CEO if you work at a pretzel company, because they can be so twisted. All right, number four, let's save it for the dance floor. When you're buying something on Amazon, there's always a field right there when you're checking out that you can give special delivery instructions. Say you want to give the drivers some codes to open the gate, or maybe you say, you know what, leave all the packages behind the planter on the front porch. Well, now you have a lot of folks on TikTok, and they're trying to be stars, and they're trying to go viral, and they're asking Amazon drivers to do something. Specifically, they want to dance for the camera so they, they can post this cute surveillance video for their followers to see. So maybe it's an uh, outdoor cam, maybe it's a doorbell cam. So a lot of these delivery drivers have gone along with it. Even Amazon's official account commented on one of the TikTok posts with a cringeworthy Poppin' and lockin' while the box is droppin'. Gosh, okay. All right, let's think about it from the perspective of the driver. So you go to the house, you get your package out. 
you notice these special instructions, dance for me, walk up to the porch, you have the doorbell camera, you sit the box down, and then you do a little dance. Seems harmless, right? But the drivers that have, work for Amazon, they have like these really big quotas, okay? And sometimes they say they're unrealistic delivery quotas. And to make things worse, there's traffic they have to deal with and weather. Uh, <clears throat> some of them even say they don't have time for a bathroom break, so they bring along a bottle. And these horror stories have been going around for a while. So, you know, don't do it. Just let the Amazon driver do his job and, you know, he doesn't need anything else because if he doesn't do the dance or she doesn't do the dance, and then you could always leave a negative review if they don't do the dance and they're afraid of that. So, you know, just let them do their job. And finally, number five, attack of the smartphone pinky. Yes. Uh, look at the trend over the past 30 years with cell phones. They were big, right? Then they were small. Now they're massive again. And sometimes I feel like I'm actually putting like a tablet in front of my face. Um, but to hold on to it in one hand often requires some extra effort. Three fingers on the back and the base of the phone resting on your pinky while you scroll with your thumb. We've all done that. Well, if you do it over and over again, they say the risk of damaging your fingers and wrist, like you get smartphone finger, otherwise known as texting thumb, and now there's a new ailment, the smartphone pinky. I'm not making this up. An occupational therapist told the Washington Post that given the smaller size of the pinky, it just cannot tolerate the pressure and positioning well when you're holding your phone. Then a surgeon chimed in saying, use your pinky to hold the weight of the phone, constrain the ligament connecting the finger to your hand. We just weren't made to hold smartphones like this. And then there's also the wrist angle and other risks like damaging some nerves. If you're someone who holds, holds the phone up to your face five or more hours a day, which you should never do. The solution they say is keeping your elbow and wrist as straight as possible for better circulation through your nerves. Prop the phone up against something like a stand, you know, strange idea. Put the phone down, put it on speakerphone, and I'm sure you don't want to be that one that damages your pinky, but hey, on the other hand, you'll be fine. All right, coming up in just a few moments, a great update about television remotes. You know, we all hate them, but they're actually getting better. So you want to stay right where you are for that. And of course, we have all of your phone calls here on this Coast to Coast broadcast of the Kim Commando Show. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open. one 825 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder, if you ever have a question for me, I'd love to hear from you. Head over to commando.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. And let's see, how about we get this party started with Gary in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hello there, Gary. Hey, how's it going? Fantastic. What's going on? How can I help you? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, uh, I'm wondering... Uh, how you would locate a tracking device on your vehicle and, you know, where you would go to get it removed or find out if it's even legal. So are you concerned about the Apple AirTags or what's going on? I'm not quite sure exactly which one, which one it is. I just, I, I run a uh, delivery service at night and regular day job and during the day in my, my night job where I'm delivering runs on GPS and it keeps getting rerouted. It seems like it's like doing a reboot every time that I log on to it. And it just reroutes me and all sorts of stuff. Just crazy like Yeah, I mean, gosh, it could be just about anything. But if you think that you're being tracked, and it hasn't been consistent since it first happened. Yeah, and it's only while I'm on my GPS. 
it's only when I'm traveling. And so the, the GPS on your, so, is it the GPS on your phone or the GPS in the car? Both. So both are rebooting. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I'm not sure that this is, uh, you know, an air tag or somebody who's put something on your car. I mean, it's really hard to diagnose without actually, you know, seeing the, the mm-hmm. systems right in front of you. But if you do think that somebody is tracking you, let's just cover the air tags and then we'll cover some other things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that it's, it's pretty un- highly unlikely that the GPS, like in an air tag, for example, it's going to suddenly go wonky on you. The way that you see if there's an air tag on you or near you or by you is that if you're on an iPhone, you actually get an alert and you can look at find my devices and items. And then under items, you'll see uh, the different air tags that are associated with your phone and then maybe others that are nearby. Mm. You can also get a sound notification. Okay. Now, if you don't have an iPhone, if you have an Android, this is where it becomes a really a bit of a hassle because Apple did release an app. And if you are on Android, then you have to go to the Google Play Store and then you download the tracking app. But the problem is, is that if you're on Android, is that you need to scan every single time. And so it's not an automatic alert. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, a, a downer really that Apple wasn't able to figure something better. I'm sure they're working on it, but if you're on Android, you know, you actually have to install the app. Now, there are these gadgets, in case you wanted to take a look at one. There are these gadgets, and it's a, uh, these are, they call them professional digital RF detectors. And so, okay. like, a lot of people will look at these, and if they travel a lot and they're worried about Airbnb cameras, for example, uh, mm-hmm. and it really looks at something called BLE, uh, and it's, you know, whether or not it actually detects it, you know, it's, it's, it's probably like an 80% chance that it will or 90% because there's always that strange thing in technology that won't be able to be fit, found because it works on some type of government high level. But anyway, yeah, right. um, but, but Brick Security is a company that makes a lot of these things. Um, and it allow, and it's, a, it's a handheld device and it detects cameras. It also looks at Bluetooth, cellular, Wi-Fi, anything that is generating an RF and it will actually pinpoint the signal so that this way you can identify where the source is coming from. Now, I will tell you, uh, Gary, that they're not cheap, okay? When we start looking at professional digital RF detectors, you know, you can buy some on Amazon for 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, but when you really want something that does work, uh, you're probably looking at the four to $500 range. Uh, your best bet maybe also just to maybe see try somebody else's car see if they're see if it's only limited to just this particular vehicle it, is it triangulating maybe but again i can't see the screen so i'm not really sure uh, but you can also look at signal strength but i'll put some links in the q a forum for this rf detector and also some ways that you can see if there's an air tag nearby over inside the commando community and gary thank you so much for your call today all right, so TV remotes are totally getting an upgrade. If you're on Amazon, the Omni series, you can actually talk to your television. Samsung's new remote using solar so that this way it taps your Wi-Fi network for power. And stay right where you are. More of the show is coming up. All right, it's time now for our crypto tip of the week. And this week, we're going to talk about the best crypto wallets for keeping your digital currency as secure as possible. Because these wallets hold multiple currencies. So you're not just limited to, say, Bitcoin. 
And when you use an app or a physical wallet, you want to note that the currency itself isn't stored there. It's just the location of your currency on the blockchain. Now, the real important thing to know is that wallets are split into two main categories, hot and cold. And you'll see these terms thrown around with crypto. A hot wallet is, by definition, connected to the internet. But the most secure way for you to store your cryptocurrency is with a cold wallet, one that's not connected to the internet. So these physical wallets come in different types, but really they're just specially designed USB drives. And so, for example, two to compare is the Ledger Nano versus the Trezor Model T. Uh, both are hardware wallets. And when it comes down to it, just know that Ledger is better. Now, if you're just new to crypto, you don't know what we're talking about, but you want to get into it, make sure that you get my new ebook over at Amazon. It's called Cryptocurrency 101. Once again, that's Cryptocurrency 101, written by me, Commando, so just search for a K. Uh, back to the phones, we go with Cheryl in Knoxville, Tennessee. Hi there, Cheryl. Hi, Kim. Uh, the owner of a lawn care company has simple <laughs> billing process uh, with with invoicing and, and go ahead how, how many how many customers uh, are we talking about um probably a hundred hundred and fifty wow okay so yeah, this a is lot. a pretty substantial business <laughs> wow yeah and so so he doesn't want any help like for example um managing the business and the getting new jobs where, where the crews are located uh, no, you know, you know, he actually does a fabulous job in that area. His only oh. his only shortcomings are in his billing. <laughs> well, you know, when, and and billing is everything. Yes. High, I hope those are going to be my high points. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when it comes to billing, it's really important to get paid, right? You're right. <laughs> All right. You know, you've got, let me tell you about a few options. Okay. Okay. And and just for giggles, I, I'd like to tell you about some of the better options, all right, too. So okay. if you're just looking for simple invoicing, you mentioned Quicken. You can use QuickBooks, okay? Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's not cheap, but it's in the cloud. And uh, since you're already familiar with it, it does simple invoicing. You can, and I can, you know, from a small business owner to another small business owner, you know, mm -hmm. It's the little details that can make or break you, right? Right. Uh, and being able to look at your expenses trending over time and your revenues and you can see, I mean, I just did this this past week to see how we how 2022 is comparing to 2021 just for the month of January. Right. And, and so and to really keep pulse of that business so you can say, yes, this is working or that's not working or this is costing more than I expected. And so it's eating into my profits and I have to do my estimated taxes. And so and with 100 customers, this is a pretty substantial business. Right. So so with the but if he thinks he's got all this and you just want to do the invoicing, maybe you start him small, like with QuickBooks. OK. And then you okay. start talking into something else. Now, if you know that no matter what you do, you're never going to be able to twist this guy's arm because he's been making money and he's happy where he is. And, you know, <laughs> not all change is good change, right? Right. Um, and, you know, and let's just face it, you know, a lot of men, women, we're better at change. You know, men aren't. Uh, there's, a, there's, a free, there's a free program called GNU Cash. And it's a, just free accounting software. Uh, it's gnucash.org, gnucash.org. Um, and 
it will do your invoices. And if you wanted to do the other stuff, you could do it as well. With QuickBooks, you're going to have an expense. And so I guess I'm, I'm giving you an alternative to that. Okay. Now, now if, just put this in the back of your head. If you think, wow, I can really change and really help this guy propel his business. Mm-hmm. That there's something called WorkWave. And I'll give you a link to it. But they have specific accounting packages for specific industries. And they okay. actually have a whole accounting package for people that are in the lawn care business. Oh. And so and it's already set up to say, it's raining, it's snowing, we didn't get there today. <laughs> you know? That sounds wonderful, yes. And so at some point, we just may want to say, you know, it's time for us to grow up and get big time accounting. And so I'll post those links for you and anybody else over at commando.com inside the commando community. That's always in the Q&A forum, commando.com slash community. It's free and it's in the Q&A forum. And uh, Cheryl, thank you so much for your call. All right, it's time now for our digital privacy tip, and it's brought to you by Home Title Luck. I'm totally skeptical by nature. When I first heard about home title theft, I was like, come on. I mean, is this really real? I mean, can some cyber criminal really forge my name off of the title of my home and then take over as a new owner? Turns out that they can. And then you might want to think that real estate crimes and losses are rare, right? No, wrong. Home title theft is a complete nightmare, and you're not covered by homeowners insurance or common identity theft programs. So Home Title Lock, I did the research, they earned my trust. This is a rock-solid company with some incredible technology. Here's how it works. Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title. The instant that they detect anyone tampering with your home's title, they just mobilize and they just shut them right down. So I urge you to go to HomeTitleLock.com right now and take a look at the testimonials from FBI agents and various government officials and then register your address to see if you're already a victim. Heck, you may not even know it. And when you sign up at HomeTitleLock.com to protect your home, make sure that you tell them that I sent you. Yes, Kim Commando. That's HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. All right, smishing is spreading. What did she say? Okay, smishing starts with a text message designed to put you on edge. It's designed to scare you. And it makes you feel like, for example, your bank account, your shopping accounts, whatever it may be, that that it is in serious danger. It may say that your debit card, your credit card has been suspended. So you look at this and you're like, wow, what's going on with this? There's scare tactics, maybe from the criminal investigation division from the IRS. Wow, that would be frightening right there. So you get this text, but once you click the link, you're sent to a website where scammers, they're going to try to steal your data. They pretend to be your bank or they want your username, your password. Uh, maybe they want to steal your identity. And they they love to impersonate Amazon.com, that maybe you have a delivery, that it's just not able to be there. Um, Apple is a close second, according to the FTC. And then the other names that pop up from time to time are Chase, Bank of America, Citicorp, Wells Fargo, Netflix, AT&T. So basically big brands. So here's how you spot them. That numbers have unusual characters. These are some red flags. Uh, the website domain looks a little strange. The website address has numbers in it. That's really a big red flag. Uh, phone numbers aren't formatted properly. And also the text will always include some threat or some warning of bad things for that will happen to you if you don't click the link. So what I want you to do is to be skeptical of any text message that you get unsolicited Head over to the website. Don't click the link in the text message uh, because that's how you get taken. Now, if you have 
some questions about this, you want to read more about it, you want to see some examples, that's why we put together a great tip for you over at commando.com. And this is one of these tips that, you know, just don't keep it to yourself. I want you to share it with your family members and friends, especially if anybody older in your family. So a direct link for it, head over to commando.com, and then you'll see a link at the top of the page that says uh, contact Kim, or you'll see... Uh, just click the link at the top of the page, sorry, and you'll see a link that says Kim's show. Stay right where you are because coming up we have more of your phone calls and then later on a quick tip on how you can find out if your ISP is throttling your service here on the Kim Commando Show. I want to tell you about our podcast for just a second before we go back to all your phone calls because we have some really great podcasts that we've released in the last couple of weeks. Like, for example, we did one about the dark web. You know, what exactly is on the dark web and what's going to happen if you get there? What about advertisers? How are they tracking you and how are they using your data against you? And that's all in Kim Commando Explains. Now, Kim Commando Explains is the name of the podcast, obviously, where I explain one thing to you really th an important thing about technology in about 30 minutes. And then we have Tech Refresh. That's our fun podcast. It's, it's with me, Allie, Ben, and Matt. And then there's also the Daily Tech Update and the Daily Digital Life Hack. So wherever you get your podcasts, make sure that you search for Commando with a K. And back to the phones we go with Bob in Atlanta, Georgia. Hello there, Bob. Hello. How are you doing? Welcome. Terrific. It's Terrific. It's great. I'm glad to hear it. It's a, it's a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. Thank you. How can I help you out today? Well, I'm a third-party seller on Amazon. Been doing it for a long time, over over 10 years. Wow, and, good for you. Yeah, believe me, there's been it's a struggle sometimes. <laughs> I can tell you stories, but the thing the, the problem I'm having at the moment is something I've never experienced before, and it just started within the last 30 days. I've had one buyer who keeps purchasing the same item from me and immediately canceling the order. And he's done it over 900 times in the last 30 days. Wait, so he's ordering like one, what do you sell? Uh, health and beauty, cosmetics, makeup. All right. So, so he's buying, let's just say an eyebrow pencil or whatever, right? Well, You actually hit, um, it, on the, hit it on the head. Oh, okay, good. All right. I mean, I should play the lottery. Okay, you, maybe you that's should. it. <laughs> um, all right. So he's buying. Wow, nine hundred times. That has to be a bot because other. I mean, that takes a lot of time. Nine hundred times to buy something. So, I, so I relist the item. At first, I didn't even know what was going on. I just looked at my inventory. I said, "Oh, I, I, I've got four more of those pencils," and I'll, I'll I changed the quantity and. I don't even pay attention. Sometimes I don't even pay attention to canceled orders because I never see the person's name. I never see the money. Um, but sure. then I then I start realizing. Wait a second. Now I just listed these today, and now they're out of my inventory, and they're not in a pending order state, but they're gone. So then I started looking at. I started counting them in the last week, two weeks, three weeks. Now after thirty days, it shows. You know, you know, over 900 orders that were placed and canceled. And I, and I contact Amazon, and they, they don't do anything. So is this, is this a competitor, do you think? Or? I, I, don't, I don't know because there's not many people selling this, this particular item. There's a couple people that they'll have the same item, and they put it up for sale, uh, and we're all always in the same price point just right. about. And I certainly would never buy anything from my competitor, and 
and um, you know manipulate a, a a price or an item, I, I would hope that my competitors would not do that either. And what does Amazon do? Nothing. Well, well I sent them three separate support tickets. And they send me this message, and it's mostly coming back from India. I should say mostly. It's always coming back from India with a message that says something like, we are concerned about this, and we want to help you. And then they give me a link, and they claim that in the link I can report buyer abuse. However, you you can't. I mean, the, the, the only thing you can report is seller abuse. There's there's just no there's just no place to say this buyer is is creating fake orders and canceling the order. Even though if you if you Google this type of thing, you can find uh, uh, seller uh, Amazon uh, seller forums in Britain yeah. where people have had the same experience. You know, hundreds and hundreds of orders, and and Amazon did nothing see, for them. See, this is this is always a problem, you know, because we have all these big tech companies. Right. And it's not just Amazon. You can't get a hold of a person. That's I mean, true. they can make all these billions of dollars, but at least your local car dealer, you can call them up, you talk to the service manager, right? You can say, exactly. hey, listen, exactly. you didn't do a good job changing the oil, and I need you to do it again, or whatever it may be. Right. But despite the fact that they make all this money, for some reason, as a society, we have allowed them to, to relegate us all just to forms. And to, to be at the mercy of somebody in a foreign country and, and to do this. And I'm, I'm dealing with this myself on, on another level with uh, helping settling my mother's estate. I mean, I'm oh. so tired of forms and 800 numbers and people I'm about ready to scream. Oh, I bet. So let me do this. Let me – I have an Amazon PR contact. Okay. Let me, let me get more information from you. Sure. You know, specifics. And then yeah. let me let me see if we can escalate this to a real human being, somebody who can actually have a conversation with us. And Bob, thank you for your call. All right. So how do you make yourself as invisible as possible online? You want to use a VPN and you want to use the one that I use, trust and recommend ExpressVPN. Now, one of the data points data brokers buy and sell is your IP address, which uniquely identifies you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, your connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and your IP address is totally masked. That makes it harder for third parties to identify you and harvest your data. And best of all, I have to tell you, ExpressVPN is super easy to use. All you have to do, literally, all you have to do is tap one button and you are instantly protected. So secure yourself with the number one rated VPN. Visit expressvpn.com slash Kim, very special address there, because you're going to get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim, expressvpn.com slash Kim. Okay, we all know the pain of having slow internet. You know what I'm talking about. The videos are buffering, the downloads take ages, and a single page can take forever to load. Okay, maybe it's not your Wi-Fi. It could be that your internet provider is throttling your connection. I mean, every provider promises these different tiers of internet speeds. And so, generally speaking, the pricier the plan, the faster that your internet should be. So, you want to test your actual bandwidth and compare it to the speed that you should be getting. And really, for the most accurate results, you should always be using a wired connection. And you also want to run multiple tests over several days at different times. I mean, and really the best time to test is, say, during the week, any time between, say, 7 and 10 p.m. 
And you want to write your results down so this way you don't forget. Now, where do you go to run these speed tests? There are different places. There's speedtest.net, not com, speedtest.net. But fast.com is from Netflix, and it does work. Now, if the download speed that you're getting is less than what you're paying for, what you do is you call your provider, be polite, and ask them to check everything. Again, that site for you to test your internet connections is fast.com. Once again, fast.com. And you want to stay right where you are because we have another jam-packed, fun-filled hour of the Kim Commando Show coming up that you never want to miss here on the West Star Multimedia Network. You got me. It's Kim Commando today, and I'm here with you just the facts and tips you need to thrive in our digital world, or as I like to say, to live the best digital life ever. 